Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usebookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome in another episode of Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Mike here alongside Johnny B, full-time eBay over there, full-time Amazon right here. Today's topic is going to be a fun one, the future of eBay. Where do we think eBay's going? Uh, just kind of our insights, right? And listen, I just said I'm a full-time Amazon seller, right? So I'm going to have a lot more hot takes, I think, in comparison to Johnny over here when it comes to the future of eBay. But uh, I'll, I'll start it out here to make your life a little bit easy. Usually I make you start out, but I'm going to start out here. Uh, eBay and the Vero's and brands not allowing you to sell items. If you're an Amazon seller, you are well aware of everything being basically behind a gate, they call it. You have to buy 10 things from a supplier, submit an invoice to get ungated if you want to sell Disney, if you want to sell Lego. I think eBay is moving in that direction slowly but surely, and I think a lot of its sellers are not happy with that. Um, give me your take on that. I agree. <laughs> um, I think eBay is a much harder game than it was even three years ago. Um, you used to be able to sling anything on eBay. That's not so much the case these days. I mean, you still can. You have the capability of listing anything you want, sure. But will it sell? That's that's the only question that really matters. Will it sell? And then the other follow-up that is when it will sell. So a little little thing on Amazon uh, relatability there is um, Amazon has a sales score rank and then a generic book rank, right? It's a little similar on eBay. We just don't have fancy software, but we can look up how much it's sold within the month or 90 days or within a two-year window, or maybe it's never been listed or maybe it's never been sold. Um, I, I think eBay is not for your casual grandma anymore um, if you want to make some real money. Now, can casual grandma still come up there and list her garage sale leftovers? Sure. Will she make balloon amount of money? No, she will not. I'm sorry. Do you think eBay is going to change the interface ever? Like, I'm talking like a full overhaul, like things look different. Um, I know they have been updating the mobile app. The mobile app has looked a little bit different the past few times in the past two years or so. So they are making some changes to that. But just the overall, like, I feel like when I shopped on eBay when I was a teenager, like the eBay homepage is almost the same homepage today as it was 20 years ago. Now they did change their logo. There, There's a link out there that eBay has at the eBay timeline. If you look at that, there, it's fascinating. They used to have their fingers in a lot of different pies. They owned a lot of big companies that you, you've heard of. Um, I'll see if I can I'll snag you the link you can put in the notes later, but... It's just really fast. They even changed the logo. So the logo has changed on the homepage, uh, technically. Um, as far as what I've seen eBay doing, as far um, far out, what I've seen that's kind of cool that they're doing is when you're going through a page on eBay just for general results, you can scroll through the photos before you even click into the listing. 
that's pretty neat. Not every listing has that, and there it's kind of like in beta phase, which is interesting. We've had photos increase this year. We've had video added this year. We've had a lot of bells and whistles added. However, I think um, they're also doing that live auction nonsense. Um, the AI sucks, dude. I'm pointing that out there right now. Oh, it's going to suck. I mean, it, AI, it, artificial intelligence, it takes it a while to build up its intelligence. And that's That's been a hot topic this year that's going to put resellers out of business. It's not. Uh, resellers just have to adapt just like they always do. You can compete with the machines. This ain't Terminator, Miss Sarah Connor. I'm sorry. Do you think, all right, so my mentality with eBay is you usually can buy something cheaper on eBay than other sites. Yes. Do you think eBay can survive by continuously being that platform, right? Because, like, for me, just for some examples, like, I buy uh, my energy drinks off eBay because they're cheaper than in-store or Amazon. I buy my uh, vegan jerky off eBay because it's a lot cheaper than in-store or on Amazon. Do you think eBay can continue to be, like, known as, like, oh, I can go here to get something cheaper and, like, grow that into, keep growing it into success? Or do you think, like, we're going to get to a point here where it can't just be eBay's where you go to buy something cheaper because at the end of the day, if it's cheaper, eBay gets less fees, the sellers get less money. So eBay's not as happy and the seller's not as happy. I think eBay will continue to be known as one of the cheapest places to get an item. Because what I do when I shop for something, I'll go pull it up on Amazon usually first, and then I'll swap on over to eBay to get it at the cheapest price. Because usually, if even if it says brand new Amazon, brand new eBay, Easily, eBay's 20, 30% under what Amazon's market value is. Now, keep in mind, not that's not always the case. Maybe sometimes it's a couple dollars, or maybe it's the same, or maybe even eBay has it higher. There, there's all these variables depending on the item or um, items in some cases, like multi-quantity stuff. Now, I think eBay... <laughs> will never really transition out of the cheaper place. I think it may transition to having everything being known for that more than just a cheap place, the garage sale, the internet. That's that's what some people like to call it. I call it that myself sometimes, but I, I have noticed Amazon doesn't have everything. eBay tends to have everything. Yeah, definitely like weird stuff too, like collectibles and things like that. You're just not oh, yeah. going to find them on Amazon. You know, even the books you sell, a lot of those don't even have Amazon listings. So I do think there is a place for it. I'm just like trying to get my head around it. Like at the end of the day, these platforms rely on their sellers. And if I just think of like an overall, like if I had to put like a happiness rating, right? Like an eBay seller happiness rating, an Amazon seller, an Etsy seller, like what is like a happiness number between one and a hundred percent, hundred percent being how happy the sellers are with the platform. I would say eBay is probably the most unhappy platform when it comes to sellers. Like, I just think at least what I see in here, it's like, there's always a glitch. There's always something going on, or maybe it's just a mentality that people think that because there's a stigma around the platform itself that, you know, you got this algorithm, you got, you got to do promoted listings. You got to do this, you got to do that. Um, but I do think overall eBay sellers are the most frustrated with their platform when it comes to any reselling platform. I don't know if that's necessarily true. There's frustration across the board, no matter oh, what. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not, right? 100%. But I have a lot of clothing sellers um, in my daily refinement group 
that also list on Poshmark and they hate that thing because there's so many limitations there. Uh, I hear them complain about that more than I do about eBay. Um, and then talking to like you and Deb, I hear all the fun things about Etsy, right? And the problems that come along with that. So is general unhappiness, is eBay at the bottom? I'm saying it's at the bottom of the list, but is it the very bottom of that list? I can't say that's true in my personal opinion. I think Poshmark from all the vileness I hear from the clothing sellers is at the bottom. Maybe it's just the volume is turned up for me when it comes to like the eBay happiness scale, right? So that's probably what it is. You know, I just being on YouTube and the YouTubers I you know watch and I get suggested a lot of it is, you know, complaining if about we're just comparing Amazon to eBay, yeah, eBay is at the bottom of that list. But if we're comparing all the platforms, there's a couple of the like I mentioned, Poshmark, uh Etsy. Um even whatnot gets mentioned here and there because of the, yeah, we're selling stuff, but it's only selling at one-tenth the value. Sad face, but you sold some stuff. Stop complaining. But anyway. Yeah, it is. I do think, though, like, if we look at it, like, eBay is as good as its sellers, right? So, like, do we yeah. think, do you see eBay having some kind of standard practices that it is going to require for sellers? Because, I mean, I never really thought about it until you, you told me, Mike, when you're listing something, Make sure you're looking at those item specifics because 95% of the time they're wrong. And I'll be straight up. I never really cared until you told me. And then I'm like listing books and I'm like, what is this? Like the year is completely wrong. The publisher is completely wrong. And I do think it kind of hurts the marketplace if you have the used book guy who has no idea what he's doing listing things and just punching random numbers in. And then you come along and you hit sell similar and it pulls all my information. It's almost like a never ending cycle. And I do think kind of the educational gap on the platform can hurt eBay's growth. Right. I mean, I mean, even eBay's AI is pulling from that internal database. Right. And then we have the cross listers pulling from Amazon's database. And I've been telling you, getting back in the Amazon listing game, I've noticed that's not my book, but it's my only option. But it's still not my book. But okay then. Um, so what am I left with? Creating a new listing that no one will ever buy, or unless it's a collectible, then maybe they will. Um, or do I send this book in and hope I don't get a return? I mean, most people lead the send the book in and hope I don't get a return. Um, but with all these incorrect databases and no quality assurance check going on by ebay or amazon higher ups because they're relying on us to, for the data entry right well if we data enter wrong we're just selling a wrong item all day every day and i don't think they care on the upstairs as long as they get a paycheck and it balances out over the returns i got an experiment we need to try right we're going to just list like i'm going to list a video game one day right normal playstation video game and i'm going to list it as like a t-shirt as, yeah. like as like a nike shirt and the title, the only thing it'll be is the brand will be, you know, uh, Nike and things like that. Is there any kind of system that you know, because you're more involved over in the Daily Refinement Group, is there any kind of system in place where it almost scans everything that's being listed? And if there's a huge, you know, misconception here, like a video game listed as a t-shirt, like it automatically flags that because on Amazon, when you go to create a listing, they have a list of requirements. You can't just be like, okay, you can't just throw this out there with, you know, a picture of yourself flexing. That's not going to work. But I'm curious, is there anything on eBay that exists like that? 
I don't think so. I mean, you can upload the photos. They're going to see it's a video game. You can put in the title that's a video game. It's, we're still on a t-shirt listing, right? Yeah. Um, I think that, and then I, I'm not sure on the required, because there's required and there's extra item specifics, right? I'm not sure you'll be able to fill in the required on the clothing. But beyond that, if you're able to fill in all of those, you can submit it and you're selling a video game as a t-shirt, essentially. Crazy to me, man. It's just like there's plenty of great eBay sellers out there with huge stores that do it correctly. But then I also think about like for every one Johnny Tech Commonwealth picker, there's like how many, you know, used book guys that <laughs> have no idea what we're doing and we just hit sell similar, right? It's like it creates almost like this melting pot of the best and the worst. And I think, you know, it's it's tough to kind of intertwine and kind of look at from the customer's perspective. And maybe that's why, you know, a lot of the noise comes from uh, the eBay side is because if you're not doing your listing correctly from beginning to end, then it's not it's never going to get seen. It's never and it shouldn't get seen, honestly. Right. If you're selling a, a video game as a T-shirt, it should never even show up in, in the search results. And I do think it's like you got to balance it out here. Right. Because eBay requires its sellers to, you know carry the platform um yeah. so do you put standards in and say hey here goes your requirements when submitting a listing uh we have this maybe this is something in the future right where they have this almost bot that runs through the listings and if it sees a video game listed as a t-shirt it flags that listing but until that time comes they're kind of stuck in the middle where are we going to piss everybody off and do more requirements or are we just kind of going to let it ride it's interesting you say that. I think it's going to be the latter there. And because we've talked about bigger sellers and we looked at their negative feedback. We've also done experiments with bigger sellers, um, ordered six of the same product, the same condition and have it arrive in all kinds of, well, this is a better copy than I ordered, but this is also a worse copy than I ordered. They were all the same condition, right? By the bigger sellers. Because they're they're a bigger operation they do things very quickly and there's a margin of error but it's it, it's a large number when you're a gigantic store now us little sellers we couldn't compete with that now the thing is in theory these large sellers shouldn't be in business but i i and a lot of other people are of the mindset if you're making x amount of dollars on ebay on a daily basis ebay does not give a shit do whatever the hell you want but you got to be at that way gigantic level in order for them not to care. I never really thought about that. You just kind of like, you kind of open my eyes up to like, you can go buy something that's good condition, right? Uh, a lot of these huge sellers use stock photos and mm -hmm. you get, you could get a book. Um, I personally have had to buy books to complete sets to sell. And it says good condition. It's a stock photo. It's an old paperback, kind of like the stuff you sell. And I'm just crossing my fingers that this thing doesn't show up like, you know, completely soaked. And you don't know what you're going to get, but there's really no quality control. And I think about if somebody goes on the eBay and buys something, you know, from from you and says it's good condition, you're using a stock photo. They get it. Now they got to deal with the headache of the whole return process. This is where I think maybe they could do something better. I know everybody out there is the scammers, Mike, I'm going to get scammed, the return scams. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's at the end of the day, if there's no customers for eBay, you ain't got no business no more, Chiefs, out here. Matter, yeah. I, I'm just saying, you. I think return should be approved across the board. You can 
you know, you can drag me out and beat me up in the parking lot if you want about it. But I just see the power that Amazon has by, by proving a return, regardless of whether it's wrong, right, new, used, anything like that. And yeah, for sellers, it sucks. But you have a business and you should be able to understand your return rates, how much returns are costing you, what products are getting returned. So you kind of can adjust your business. So I think if eBay went to the, hey, you don't get to choose your refund policy anymore. Um, I think I think they would see a huge uptick in customers. And yes, we probably would see a small uptick in returns. And sure, there's always scammers. But if you treat it like a business, then the refund shouldn't matter to you. You should be understanding your business numbers on the back. Uh, listen, I'm saying it here. eBay, free refunds for everybody. Well, two things here. Like, even on Amazon, we know lots of people sell things at new. We know it's not new, right? Yep. It's not. Um, and I'm not calling anybody out in the Discord group, but I've seen a few of you mention this. Don't do it, finger waggling. Now, two, most of my stuff is marked good or acceptable. I'm sure some of it could fly as very good or like new honestly, but I, I kind of grayed down a little bit. And those that have been to my call, uh, eBay call and have known me a while in the Mike's group know that I'm very, very detailed with my condition notes. So even if I'm wrong, it should be acceptable. All the flaws are right there. I spelled everything out for you. Or let's say, hey, it should it's an acceptable book. This is really good technically, but all the flaws are there. So I don't think the words good or acceptable matter as much to at least to my customers because everything that's wrong is right beside that acceptable or good. Honestly, you know what you're getting. All right. I got I got another hot take coming in here. All right. It, eBay in the way it is today should not allow stock photos. Oh, geez, man. You're, you're shutting down half of eBay right there. Listen. If eBay is the platform it says it is where sellers are selling the exact items they have, right? This isn't yeah. Amazon. They're trying to differentiate themselves. Why do we allow stock photos, especially for used items? But yet again, they would need some kind of software to detect, hey, this is a stock photo, right? Because there's no there's no way they can actually manage all of the listings being uploaded on a daily basis. But I'm just saying another hot take. If eBay is going to be the platform where Johnny B can go in there and sell his items, then you should have to have actual pictures of those items if they want to go that route. I, I'm going to hot take you back with Amazon here. What if Amazon, still one listing, right? But depending who's got the buy box for the day, they have to have their own photos for their item. Ooh. It would make sense. It would make 100% sense, and I wouldn't care. But at the end of the day, you go buy something on Amazon, all I got to do is hit two buttons to return it, drop it off right. at UPS. I got my money back. I don't have to I don't have to call Johnny B up on the phone and be like, yo, dude, you sold me some crappy book. You said it was good. This thing, your cat peed on this book. Like, I want my money back. And Johnny B's like, uh, I don't even have a cat, bro. You're not getting your money back. And then the person's got to call eBay. eBay's got to contact you. And it's like, I think that huge headache pushes customers away after they have one of those experiences and unfortunately not everybody yeah. is like you or me where they just say hey return the item it's perfectly fine money back because a lot of people just i think a lot of people feel like their a uh, refund is like a personal attack on them right it's like oh my god why are you refunding my item and yeah it, it sucks especially if it's a high ticket item but that's the reality of it and i think if ebay would just go one way or the other it would be i think i think they would get so many more customers now, as far as seller rights, here's been an interesting one this year. We've noticed that it's harder and harder 
to get a negative feedback removed. I don't get many. I don't think I've had one this year, honestly. But I had a friend of mine whose negative feedback was literally a period, like the punctuation period. And they couldn't get it removed because eBay's counter argument, and they called in a couple of times. And that's the other thing. You used to be able to call in an agent shop. They don't allow you to do that anymore. It's like two and you're done. You can't do it again. And even the even the companies that will call in on your behalf, like the feedback fixer, they they can't get them removed hardly half the time anymore. So those negative feedbacks are sticking around. Again, I don't know if it matters on the upper echelon of gigantic sellers. I don't think it matters. Uh, but for smaller people, uh, there matters very much because what's the first thing if you're an active eBay shopper you look when you're looking at a new seller? You want to know if you're going to get scammed or not. So you go look at their feedback. It's one of the first things you do if you're an active eBay shopper and you're shopping at a new place. I got a crazy idea I'm going to throw out there. I just came up with this idea. eBay goes the route like Amazon where if you search for an item, there's one listing with a stock photo and all, you know, you click through and it's just the condition and the price. It'd be a beautiful day. <laughs> My work day would be done in like an hour or two. I just, I think what the problem is with eBay is that it's so like one day the seesaw is this way. One day the seesaw is that way. They make a change. The seesaw goes this way. They make another change. I think if they just like said, all right, this is who we're going to be and just embrace it. Right. Uh, you know, this is, this is the platform we want to be. This is the sellers we kind of expect to be. These are the customers we want to have. I think it would go light years into growing the platform. Sellers, sure. You're always going to have crybabies. We all know there's reselling, there's crybabies everywhere you look. Any corner of the room, there's at least one crybaby. So like, we don't care about those people. I think they need to start focusing on their core sellers, giving them maybe, maybe even having some kind of feedback thing. And I'm not talking about this stupid eBay open where people think they actually care about what they're saying, right? A lot of this stuff goes over their heads and up. Like who makes the decisions at eBay, right? Like for a perfect example, when they when they stop letting you sell things, right? We all know Dr. Seuss, right? The huge Dr. Seuss fiasco, get rid of his books. Um, it took me about a year to find one. I finally found one out in the thrift store, right? Well, you can't listen on eBay, right? I, I understand the thought process behind when there's controversial things going on, but like Johnny, is there one guy up at eBay that makes a decision on whether or not a specific item can be listed on the platform, right? I just feel like there's no really, there's no like, hey, what do we think about this, right? What do we think about this as a company, as a community? Is it a step in the right direction? Or is it Johnny B up in his, you know, ivory tower with a yes or no button, right? And like, Johnny, we got one coming in for you. He takes a look and then you can't listen on eBay. That's so funny you brought this up because we were just talking about this this and this week's Wednesday call and refinement. We were looking at the prohibited items. Books aren't there. There's technically not a category for books. However, there are different policies like Holocaust denial. That's under some other thing. So to me, it works like this. If you have keywords that's on eBay's naughty list, it ain't going through. Because I've had messages pop up on plenty of books telling me why I can't list it. But it doesn't really say it's a particular book. It's more of it's covering this topic or this category of things that it's a no-go. Now, other things that it mentioned specifically, like jewelry was definitely a category, but it's more of these hot topic 
topics, honestly. Um, yeah. that, that'll it's get like, you no go. It's a, like it's a, it's kind of opinion based at the end of the day, right? Any, like any way you look at it. Like I had an Attack on Dresden book, two of them in two different editions, like thirty forty dollar books, right? And there were listings up there. Mine wouldn't go through because there's Holocaust denial, and I'm looking at the table of contents. It has literally nothing to do about the Holocaust. It's, it, for those that aren't into history, it's literally of when the good old US of A took some flight bombers and bombed the crap out of Germany. Nothing to do with the Holocaust. So I called eBay up, and their general response is, change the title. And I did, and it went through. That's all I did. So it's like they almost have a list of words that automatically yes. flag in the system. Yes. I mean, that would be the cheapest and easiest way to do it, right? You know, if you don't want Dr. Seuss, or because all you got to do is put doc, Dr. Seuss, uh, the title of the books, right? And then you don't have to worry about, like, if you just put children's books, you know, instead of green eggs and ham, blue, whatever, and whatever, right? And it would go through. So I don't know. I just feel like those kind of decisions are so opinion-based. Like, you, you, I don't think you're ever going to fully win a decision like that, but I do see there being issues when it's really not like a clear cut across the board consensus where, hey, you know, we're going to keep this on the platform. We're not going to keep this band item on the platform. You can sell baby formula one week. You can't sell baby formula another week. Um, it's just, there's just so many things. I do think eBay doesn't really do a good job of explaining that to you, right? Because if you, if you said to your average eBay seller, do you know where you can go find a list of everything that you can't sell all the all the titles? I don't know. I don't know where I can find it as a part. And I would argue most part-time eBay sellers. Sure. We know the brands, right. You know, like the big ones with P90X, you know, Rosetta Velcro. Stone. Can't yeah, use Velcro. Velcro. It's like, we all know those, but like, they don't really promote, Hey, here's what you shouldn't be listing on our platform until you list it. And then all of a sudden, Hey, Hey Mike, uh, that's a strike on your account, buddy. Good luck, Chuck. Your, your listings are going to be buried for a month. It's like, guys, if there was just a little bit of communication here, it would never even got to the platform. I think I think that would do it'd be less headaches for them because we're not going to list the stuff. Um, maybe like a monthly newsletter or something eBay could send out to its sellers, just you know, update them, you know, what they're working on in the background. I think communication would go a far way with eBay because eBay sellers, you know, just average Joes like me and you, right? Like if we had a little bit of communication, like, hey, here's what we're working on in the background. Well, you're going to give us feedback. You know, here's a little feedback thing. I just feel like it's a huge missed opportunity. It's like a platform for the people, but they don't listen to the people. Right. Now they've had, now looking through this, there were some funny, obvious ones. Can't sell human body parts apparently on eBay. Now I get why they made this rule. People dig up like mummy type stuff and tried to sell it. But I bet you there was some other things that we won't go into trying to be sold on eBay. Can't sell grenades and land mines on eBay for obvious reasons. But apparently you can sell C4 books because I sold one the other day. Anyway, <laughs> it was listed on as a cookbook. Amusing. Um, eBay, again, I think it's just a big list of keywords and terms or they caught something that somebody phoned in about eBay and that had to go upstairs like grenades. I'm sure some jerk off once upon a time tried to sell a legit grenade on eBay and maybe they did sell it. And eBay is like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be allowing this, which is a good call, but it's keyword based, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want to see from eBay in the next year to make it 
I don't know, just just for you to, just for your happiness level to go up with eBay. What do you want to see from eBay in the next year? Something they can't give me, but I'll go ahead and say it. I want full transparency on what the numbers actually mean. Like promoted listings. I do it because it's a requirement in my field these days. And I notice what happened. I know Max is not a fan of promoted listing, and I, I agree with him. It, it's horrible. I hate it. Um, but so let's say I have 10%. Okay, so you're spending 10% of my advertising money to go out and advertise my product. Who the heck are you showing this to? Are you showing grandma who doesn't read? Or are you showing the active book reader who's actually interested in the topic my book's about? I have no idea who they're showing this item to, but yet I'm paying a fee to eBay for them to advertise on my behalf. I want to know who the heck they're advertising it to. Should I be giving you 10% of my money if you're just going to show it off to Billy the dyslexic who can't even read? That does me no good, eBay. None at all. This, that is a really valid point, and I'm going to – I'm gonna because Deb experiences this with Etsy, and I will say this. Shopify allows you to track your traffic down to the demographic, the the city they're in, the age, the sex of this person. Like it allows you to track everything. But Etsy's the same way. You get an offsite ad, you don't know where they click. Google.com. How do I even know that first off that it's going to the right person? Or second off, that it was even purchased through the actual promoted listing. That's the other thing. I don't know if it is or not. I mean, some it tells me when a sell is sold through promoted listing, but was it really? Was it really? I mean, we'll never know. And that's like, I don't know. It's kind of shady to me, right? It's like, I mean, sure, it's probably sold through a promoted listing, but who's to say like, you know, overall the company has a slow month, right? And they're like, well, we got to hit people with a few promoted promoted listing sales just so we can put the extra 10, 15% in our pocket. There has to be transparency with things like this. If you're If you can track it, why can't I see it from the person that's paying for it, right? Because at the end of the day, you are literally paying for it. You're paying for your item to be boosted. You should be able to see what that person searched for, what rank you were on the page, and when they clicked it. Right. I mean, you just said it right there. If I could know what they typed in, I could do a better listing. It would make me a better seller. But I'm up to a guessing game. I'm all alone. Now, there's other booksellers, and we talk, but... It would be helpful to know our user base to think, sell to. Yeah, yeah, I think it would actually, I think it would benefit promoted listings overall. I think more people would use it more if they seen that, hey, okay, I'm promoting this Dracula book. Somebody searched horror books and my Dracula book popped up because my promoted listing was at 10%, right? All of a sudden you start seeing the actual attainable of what's going on in the back end for what you're paying for. And you're like, all right, this makes sense. It's working the way it should, right? Because we don't know right now, right? We think it works the way it should, but there's no there's no actual like physical proof. Now, we did an experiment. We looked at Stephen King's It, and we saw things in there with just two letters, It, and sold multiple of them. Not the word Stephen King, not the word that even that it was a darn book in there. And then we did it again out for another couple of books that are a little less known. Sure, like, okay, it's a popular book. It's just going to sell because of the name, right? So title structure, does, does that matter as much as people think? No. However, I make it a little easier on my, like, 10% of customers to come to my store. They know they can search by genre and author and by title and by uh, uh, 
not topic, what's it called? Type of book for book format, paperback, hardback, whatever, at my store. That's the reason I have my title structure the way it is. Now, does it matter as far as what sells or in what order? I'm sure to some extent it does, but looking at solds on things, how much it matters, I don't think it matters as much as people think it does that's like being pumped out on the internet. Like it must be this regimented this way. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think you may have better placement or you may have, like we were just talking about, how are customers searching? I think that matters the most. If you make your title how a customer searches, of course you're going to sell it faster. What about if eBay standardized how you had to have your title structure? That would be very interesting. Uh, I think I would like that, honestly, personally. And everybody's on the same page, both seller and customer. It would, you know, the customers would be more happy because... If they're searching Stephen King, it right. That's what's going to pop up. Maybe it's the title, the the author, the title, um, and then maybe the year of your book or edition. But like maybe just one or two main requirements would go a long way, because everybody would search and everybody would see. You know, they don't see Stephen It King. They don't see Stephen the It King. Like it just kind of it's structured. Right, and you could, and all those buzzwords would go out of there: new, signed, and shrink, rare, vintage, fire all the, emoji. All the, Fire emojis, man. Double fire emojis. I think if I ever got into eBay heavily, I would just put a fire emoji in all my titles so people would know, hey, it's the used book guy, right? Because there's a fire it's emoji. It's your brand, yeah. yeah you could yeah. just search fire emoji in the uh, eBay thing and all my stuff will pop up because I'm the only person doing it. Now, some of the old eBay sellers, if you've been on there for a while, you have, you have a little banner beside your listings. You can't get this today. It's just if you've been on eBay since the beginning of time. So some of the bigger media sellers that are still around, I know who they are instantly because they got a darn banner beside their eBay listing. Um, same for uniform background. Um, you can notice instantly the same bookseller because they use the same background uh, typically. Me, I've gone through three or four backgrounds, but uh, most of mine are recognizable. Does the ease of use for eBay when it comes to sellers, does that hurt or benefit the platform? The fact that somebody could round up stuff in their garage today and list it on the platform, not ever having listed anything on the platform. Does eBay have like listing tutorial videos or does everybody just have to search out daily refinement and, and, and like that's like their unpaid eBay you know, crash course. It's a hard question to answer. Yes, they're out there, but they're out of date. You're better off going to what do I need to do today? Like the refinement route, honestly. And even then you have to then go like for me, I'd have to go to the media call. Like, okay, how do I list media guys? Um, and then you're going to get all kinds of different answers because the way I list is a lot different than the way Jared lists. And the way me and Jared list is a lot uh, different than let's say Brad would list or new guy who just joined who's doing or Mel back from burnout. Everybody lists differently based off what they do and how they want things to be sold. Essentially, like me, I, I catered mine to the ten percent guys who are actually going to go to my store. Uh, I have everything they need to know, item specific wise, usually in the title and eighty characters. Um, now Jared just kind of does it the way he does because this is more I sell old stuff he sells newer stuff I guess is the best way to put it so he caters toward that audience I am um, I just 
went on the eBay's website here and I went to their help section and I went to create a listing, right? So like first time how to I put in the box how to create a listing. Um it's just a text document. I don't think that I don't think that's it's not gonna case, help bro. you. It's not gonna help you. It does look like a lot of the stuff is just it's all text like eBay has in the help section. There's really no like I think it about, may tell you what a field means because when I looked at eBay fields the first time, like, what's this mean? I don't understand. What's this mean? It's got drop downs. Okay, I can kind of figure out what it's trying to want me to put in here. I got I got a crazy take here. Another crazy take. I think if they leverage some of the bigger eBay sellers, supporters that are on YouTube, that are on social media, and kind of maybe, you know, it's like if they paid, you know, paid you to do a course on how to properly list a book, shoot a three minute video of you doing a listing beginning to end and having that available for new sellers, I think that would go light years because they can promote, hey, we have videos, anything you want to list. You want to learn how to list license plates. You want to learn how to list that. And you have people that are proven. I'm not saying, you know, Joe Blow. We're not getting anybody. I'm getting top of the top people that promote the platform, sell on the platform heavily. Um, have these people, real life people. We don't want people in suits, right? We want you know, dudes wearing Ninja Turtle shirts, you know, stuff like that. We want these types of people because that's their seller base. Um, and that's what we want. I think it would go so far if they just started connecting with the community that they have. And it's like, it's like <laughs> eBay sellers are the plague. We don't want to deal with them. We don't want to hear from them. Besides this one time a year, we have this event and we make it seem like, hey, we're going to do all these things. And then none of it comes to fruition. Now, eBay does have a YouTube channel. However, if you go to that YouTube channel, it's whatever eBay's into at the time. And I think right now it's just a bunch of shoe stuff. I'm not a shoe seller. I, I would much prefer a general how to do eBay versus a specific thing that I don't care about. I don't care about shoes. Sorry if you're a shoe seller listening to this, but I don't care. I'm a bookseller. Tell me how to do books or tell me how to do eBay properly to get more sales with my books. Even though it may not be book specific, if it helps me generate more sales, or do my eBay listings better to then cause an effect result to that, that would be great. But no, I'm relying on third-party things, like which is not a bad thing, but I have groups like your group, the refinement group, or personal contacts I've made in the industry that aren't in any group. Um, it, eBay does not make it easy. Uh, Amazon does make it kind of easy, even though there's the argument you need to learn all these software programs. The initial hurdle of learning how to even join Amazon is harder than eBay. But uh, at the end of the day, it's much easier workflow day to day than eBay, certainly. That's the other thing. I want them to make that punishment stick go away if you don't do your listings every day. That would be the most glorious thing eBay would ever do. Now, I mentioned this before. I'm okay if you get a bonus, an extra push out, but don't don't carrot and stick it here. Just carrots all the time, please. How about instead of the listing thing, it's based off the quality of your listings, right? If, right. If I'm listing, you know, 50 crappy items every day with one picture, no descriptions, um, that should be penalized versus somebody like myself who does one listing a week, but that listing has 12 photos of the book, has a description, all the item specifics. I don't think that person should get penalized just because they can't get on every day. I think the person that's listing the garbage on the platform should be the one penalized, even though it's every single day. Who cares? It's trash can listings. Your customers don't want to see this nonsense. And it's like, it's kind of backwards thinking, I guess. 
Right. Or maybe it's a certain dollar amount you're listing a day before they even launch your listings. That would be cool to see because that would eliminate a lot of the excluding auctions. I'm, I'm talking about buy it now. That would eliminate a lot of these dollar buy it nows. What about trans minimum? transparency across the board with the daily listing stuff, right? So maybe it's maybe it's something where they, where they come out with this piece of paper, you know, some kind of document and say, hey, if you list every day, you can expect to see an increase of 20%. If you do listings the correct way with at least eight photos of your item, you're going to see an increase of 25%. Like if it was just something that was transparent, it's, it's just like, you don't know what, what's going on, right? It's just like, hey. I, I'm going to counter that where I, I disagree, and here's why. Because I still have a message from eBay to set up my store and do a store video from my eBay page, and they're guaranteeing me 35% more sales. I'm calling BS. Nobody who shops at eBay wants to see me or my bookstore on a video on my store page. Go to hell, eBay. That's a lie. Pay someone on Fiverr, dude. No, I, I mean, I, I could, I need to do it. I just have it, but I find it hilarious that they're promising me like 35% more sales if I do this. I don't believe it. You don't know. Maybe you should try it. No, I do know because other people have done the video and they didn't see that increase at all. <laughs> That's like, I'm not doing it then. <laughs> uh, I do think there is like a lot eBay can work on. It is a great platform. I still think the opportunity to just sell stuff around your house or even have a business based off of, you know, supply and demand having a platform like eBay, it changes lives. As much as me and you sit here and say yeah. we want to see all these changes from it, I still think it's a great platform. I don't think it's going anywhere. I just think sooner or later they're going to get to, like kind of like we are with all of us are listening to this, we all get to a point in our business where you got to take the path left through the forest or right across the river, right? It's like the Oregon yeah. Trail here for business. You got to decide, right? And maybe not everybody's going to make it across the river, but it's a little quicker, right? So I think they are going to get to a point here, probably within the next five to 10 years, where they got to decide, this is our identity. This is who we're going to be. And I think I think eBay could see a huge resurgence depending on how they decide to handle the fork in the road. Now, it's a lot easier for me to complain about eBay things because I want things from eBay that I don't currently have. Now, I am grateful. Thank you, eBay, for my half warehouse. Thank you, eBay, for my employee. Thank you, eBay, for me to continue the livelihood and grow my livelihood. Thank you, eBay. You've gotten this. Yeah, I think like a lot of people kind of really don't see that, right? Like, yeah, maybe your sales aren't where they want to be, but you're selling stuff you couldn't sell. It's not like I could go out front and sit outside with my books for $10 and sell them, right? Like that doesn't exist. So like the fact you had the opportunity in front of you to have a business like this, sure, any platform we sell on has headaches, concerns. Uh, we'll definitely do an Amazon one of this and maybe we'll even do one for all the other platforms kind of all together because no platform is perfect. But I do think eBay has, I think eBay has the greatest upside opportunity out of all the platforms to kind of, you know, transform into something that's next level. And that's even, you know, I'm, I'm putting Amazon in that talk too. Like I think eBay has the greatest opportunity in front of them to decide who they want to be and grow the platform and make it, you know, seller friendly, make it customer friendly. You can have both. You don't have to be uh, a platform that hates sellers or a platform that hates customers. You can be both. Right. And it kind of, I think that kind of, when I think about that, I think about Etsy when it first started, right. It was handmade products, Johnny B's, you know, making stuff with his hands and the person buying it appreciates it because they knew, hey, Johnny B made this himself. And Etsy has kind of moved away from that. But when I do think about like 
seller friendly, customer friendly. I think Etsy in its beginning times where everything was handmade and customers knew they were getting everything handmade. That was the perfect marriage, even though it was divorced over the years. I do think there is that that medium can still be found. It doesn't exist on Amazon. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, sellers hate Amazon. Customers love Amazon. It's just, you know, that's just the way it is. So they don't even have a close to being down over there. But I do think eBay can make steps in the right direction. What do you think about eBay kind of like coming to a fork in the road where they're going to have to go left or right? Do you think they're just going to continually just walk straight in a straight line? Or do you think they're going to get to a point where they either make this decision or make this decision? I believe I'm going to get a little bit political here is we need a stable CEO at eBay. We've had, we're on number 11 or 12 now and eBay is only 20 years old. So if you do some math, that's every couple of years, we get a new guy who gets to run the show or the circus, however you want to look at it. So we get somebody who knows what they're doing with the clear cut direction and eBay sticks with that. And I get it. You have stockholders to account to. They are a public traded company. If they're not happy, usually top guy gets axed, new guy comes in. It's like, okay, what you can you do? You got about two years to do it. It's like your first hundred days in office, right? See what you can do. We've had like new innovations with like the shoe and the car parts, whatever, which is great. And that's usually what happens with new guys. They try one thing, and if it's really successful, they'll stick around. I don't think eBay's had that moment where it's been really successful. Um the other flip part of that is the coding that's still running on 1996 technology. Guys. <laughs> How many programmers have been in and out in there? How many band-aid band-aids are holding this thing together? It, you guys need to, I'm sorry, shut down eBay for three months. Give us all a heads up. We'll all go work at Uber for three months while you fix the shit. So you can have, you can, like you said, you don't think it's ever been updated. I don't think you're wrong in that. Some things need to change to make eBay better as a whole, even if it's a site migration, and that would be hell on earth because I've done those in corporate and they're not fun, but after it's done, it's a beautiful thing. Let's make eBay a beautiful thing again. Let's make it 2029, not 1999 technology. eBay start uses starts using AWS, Amazon's web services, right? It's like, <laughs> who cares, right? Just give us something that actually works. I think we're going to wrap it up here. I think my last thing with the future of eBay is, uh, yes, it's frustrating at times, but understand it's still a, a viable business option as a reseller, whether you're like Johnny and you just do eBay, or maybe you're somebody like me where you mix in eBay here and there, or maybe you're part-time. You still can sell items regardless of all the nonsense you see. And it's it's a great opportunity to just kind of, you know, put a little bit extra money in your pocket or live off it like Johnny does. It, it works both ways. And we always want something more, right? I don't think we're ever going to be 100% satisfied with any platform, with anything in life, right? It's like you're, you're never going to be 100% satisfied. Just hopefully they make the right decisions. Hopefully when the CEO leaves, they put tech in charge, right? I'm voting oh God, for tech all great. I'm putting tech in charge regardless. I don't care what the shareholders say. It's like a 10-year deal too, right? It's like it's like when you hire a coach. We're not firing this dude like a year into it, right? Even if the first season's bad, 
10-year deal, eBay be a new platform in 10 years. We'll all be you like know, that Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan deal, man. That'd be great. I'm just saying. I mean, I got, I've put a lot of great ideas out there for eBay. If the eBay CEO is sitting in his office listening to this, uh, sorry, but, you know, tech's got to come in and take that chair from you. It is what it is. I mean, that's just the reality of, you know, the life we the lead and the game we play. So we appreciate listening. If you're on YouTube, make sure to comment, like, and subscribe, and uh, make sure you give it a thumbs up if you're out there. We appreciate all the five-star reviews. Uh, you know, we, we take time out of our weeks every single week to have this little chat here. And future of eBay, I'll still sell on eBay probably for the rest of my life. How about you, Johnny? You ever leaving? Not until they put me in the ground. Or they ban you. Oh, don't say that, Mike. That's um, bad. No, hey, it, I can die, happens. but no banning. It happens, dude. Lightning <laughs> strikes every day somewhere, and oh, you, you know, man. you might be out there with your with your kite flying your kite. So we'll talk oh, to you all next week. My... Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you all <laughs> next week's episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members, along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.